The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to BrumRadio.com and click on Shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. Right, this is our third thing for the Birmingham Comedy Festival. It falls just outside the time, but it's part of our trio of titiful talks. See what I did? Very Boris Johnson. He likes all that, doesn't he? Just putting a few words together. Start with the same letter. So this is Hoyer, isn't it? It's unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? This has been arranged. We're very, very grateful by Dave Freak, who some of you will know, but a lot of people won't know, runs the Birmingham Comedy Festival and has been doing for... How many years has it been going now? I know I've been involved from the beginning, but I can't begin remember. Do you know, Paul? Paul? Sorry, I was on mute. Hello. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't be on piggy mute. <laughs> Listen, do you know what will happen? You won't be in it or anything like that. I know. How long was it? I don't want you on mute. Why are you well, muting yourself? Well, after last time... Anybody... When you're criticising my laughter, I thought I'd... Uh, it wasn't away. a criticism, it I was know. comedy gold. I know, I'm trying to pretend that that's why I did it, because I was it was a mistake, but carry on. Oh, see, <laughs> can I give you a top tip? Always yeah. be truthful, because I'll find out. Well, like, exactly. I couldn't even hold it for like a minute, so I thought I'd just... No, I know, <laughs> you, you're very good. You will, yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not one of life's no. um, natural fibbers, which is good forgot where I was I was just asking if you because I was just saying that Dave Freak organized this interview with Toya and that's who we're waiting for it's very good of Dave and I'm just wondering how long it's been going for the comedy festival and we're going to be talking to Toya about all sorts of things and she's got a new remastered album coming up and it's got a good name sheep farming in Barnet I love sheep I want to talk to her about them I'm very interested in sheep I'm very interested in the way that it's because I've been going cold water swimming I went yesterday it was freezing we didn't stop in very long me and Vera but um when I've been going I don't drive because I'm ergonomically correct but V gives me a lift and um you're going past these fields and I've noticed all they say sheep sitting down all sheep are sitting down say sheep are looking to the left they're all looking to the left very interesting. I wonder whether Toya's noticed that in sheep behaviour. I'm going to ask her anyway. In Have you ever noticed that, that sheep all do exactly yeah. the same thing? Well, yeah, it's a saying, isn't it? You're following like yeah. sheep. But I, it's one of them sayings you've lived with, but then you yeah. see it, you go, it's oh. absolutely true. <laughs> if one sheep looks up, the other, but you, you can't tell who's in charge. Ooh. I'm not sure they know. <laughs> I'd be interested to find out. Who are you following? We go, we don't know, we're sheep. <laughs> I'm going to ask Toya anyway about sheep farming in Barnet. Although mm. she's from King's Heath, but I don't want to give away all my conversations before we <laughs> talk to her. How are you, Paul, anyway? It's been good. I mentioned this to my mum and she started singing Toya's songs. So she's oh, which so... one did she sing good? Oh, I can't remember, but it's... It's oh. a mystery. <laughs> yes, that was it. That's exactly it. But it's, it's Is she a one... good singer, your mother? Uh, not as good as Toya, but she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'd say I prefer to hear Toya's version, but <laughs> I think it's nice. She remembers yeah. singing it. So oh yeah, history. she's she's very good. <coughs> I shouldn't uh, disparage her, but no, can anyone be as good as Toya? That's the thing that we're here for Toya. <laughs> you did that um, little laugh again, aren't you? 
<laughs> you don't... I'm beginning to recognise when you use it, when you're not so sure, when you said something, you wonder whether I just it don't was the right my... thing to yeah, say. Yeah, I don't want to offend my mum. I don't want to compare. No, I know. I can see what you've done. That you were... <laughs> I've got. I put you in a pickle basket. Yeah. I, I put you in a in a jar with your mum and Toya, and you're supposed to choose between. I understand. No wonder Sorry, you mom. have to try and get the lid off that jar. You're very good and run singer, mum. Just... Yeah. Very good singer. Just, just leave it now. You're making it worse. <laughs> I am coughing. Right, now then, so we've sent out... Now, if you listen to this for the first time because you're thinking, oh, isn't it brilliant, it's part of Birmingham Comedy Festival, thought that was over. But, you know, Mm. we are still within it. Oh, you're thinking, we love Toya. Oh, we're very interested in this new album she's doing or anything like that. Or you've just come across it. This is Barbara Nice and Friends podcast. I think we started it... It must be two years ago now. We started it talking about that pub. Yeah. That was going to be knocked down. Which has been knocked down now, I think. Yeah. And it, we enjoyed it so much that we just carried on. And over the deep lockdown, which I call from March to July, uh, August time, we're such a July really, we were doing almost daily podcasts, Paul, weren't oh, we really? Yeah, it kept me going and, to be fair, but it was a lot of work. <laughs> it was, and he's just stuck in a, you know... A flat with a Juliet balcony. It was boiling. Sometimes mm. it was boiling. He had to edit before the sun really hit the <laughs> yeah. bars. Didn't you love him? Oh, those are the days. Yeah, it's often just there sweating his underpants and <laughs> people complaining, not, you know. But not complaining because in those days, neighbours were saying, do your own thing. Mm. Now they're a bit kind of, where's your face mask? How many <laughs> people? Uh, is that what you call six? Things like that. <laughs> and asking personal questions to people you don't even know. You know, I don't want to be asked by somebody I don't know. Are you in a bubble with anybody? <laughs> Do you know something? I I don't want to bubble with strangers. I know <laughs> some people like that kind of thing. But I'm not going to do that. But people are beginning to ask you, could I bubble with you? No, mm. you can't pig in bubble with me. So, be like a bar of aero, you know. So, um... Yeah, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Oh, I've been uh, commentating and working at... Oh, I had to work at Birmingham Wheels this weekend and I got soaked oh. because I was outside for once. Oh, I was remembering that now. All right, well, now if people don't know that <laughs> Paul is the fellow in the shed, although we still do it remotely because I'm a bit worried about going on. The I'm bus. in the shed. And, but Paul's, Paul's shed bound now, mm. gone back, left the Juliet balcony. <laughs> and what Paul does, apart from being a brilliant editor and very hard working and working for Brum Ready, he's also ob pigging set by motor racing. Aren't <laughs> you, love? Yes, definitely. Yes. That is, he's, that has yes. been said. It's been said. He's got a pair of shoes, you know, a pair of shoes with <laughs> like um, the flags, you know, those black and yeah. white flags. It's true, isn't it? You've got motorway <laughs> <Checkered> shoes. flags. <laughs> Checkered flag shoes he's got. <laughs> That's the extent I, of it. I you know what I mean? If we have time before Toya gets here, I found out the story of uh, why we wave checkered flags at the end. Go on, tell us, I think, so, unless people will be interested. Well, apparently, the first motor races were tests to see how long cars could go, because it was like very, you know, the cars in those days were very unreliable. The first cars, the very first cars mm-hmm. in the 1890s. Um, and they, they'd set up, a they, the women, unfortunately, the women would set up the picnic and the men would race the cars and then it wouldn't last very long, about 20 minutes. And then the women would wave the picnic table cloth, which happened to be checkered, <laughs> to All say, right. come and get your food, food's ready. So they'd All stop right. racing. But usually the cars would run out of fuel anyway or something. So. I think it's a very good tale, mm. checkered cloth. Yeah. So really? Oh, so did they all have black and white colours? I've never had a black I, and white I imagine. No, well, actually, no, the, the, it was the checkers that were important. The, the colour has changed, apparently. 
Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, I, I'm with it now. Mm. It would be more likely red and white or something like yeah, that. Blue I, and white, green and white. Yellow and white's a nice cloth for mm -hmm. a table. Bright and sunny. Checkers, I think, are my thing now. So I've got my shoes like that. I can throw them at racing drivers if we lose a flag. That's the main thing. Yeah, no, I have seen him with them <laughs> shoes on. I remember thinking, what the hell's he got in his feet? Hey. Now, listen, we've so many jokes. They're my favourite. I know the yellow. That's why I never said now to you. <laughs> and then I put two and two together. I thought he's obsessed with motor racing. It also, it works on two levels because I'm also from Coventry and they're two tone shoes technically. Oh, right. So, two-tone shoes, technically. Yeah. You're doing that Boris Johnson thing. You'd like that. <laughs> technically two-tone. Two-tone tootsies. He's got two-tone yeah. tootsies on his two-tone toes. Technical technically. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm going to ask a few questions now. And as people listening to this will know, mm. it's never a smooth ride landing into the shed, <laughs> especially in these days when everybody's doing technology and stuff. And just because Toya's made a lot of records does not necessarily mean, Paul, oh. that she's more au fait than anybody else with it. Mm. Do we need to ring her up and see if she's all right? The thing is, um, they're forwarding... I've just got an email saying they're forwarding it to her now. She's just finished. She's doing a lot of interviews today. She's just see, had a we're breakfast. One, we're, one in, we're one of many in a chain, so she's just finishing the last one. Oh, and the chain. She's getting gang, the, she'll, be, yeah. she'll be knackered. The only th we won't keep her long. Well, we're early long. in the she's day, so I think do. she's done one and we're the second and she might have more, so yeah. Well, all right. Well, I mean, mm. I've always... Oh, and saying that, I must have to interrupt you there, Barbara, because Toya has connected. Hello. Hiya, love. Oh, hello, hello. Hello. Hi, hello. Good. Wait, so thanks for doing this. I know you're busy and all that. No, don't worry. I'm good. I'm good. Right. Now, listen. Where are you living now, love? Are you out in the countryside somewhere now? No, no. I'm in, in the middle of a market town near Worcester. I'm on a main... Well, I say a main road. It's a market town. I live in a market square. And it, it's a very busy, bustling town. Right. Now, because I live in King's Heath, which is where you're from. I was conceived and born in King's Heath on Grove Road. <laughs> I used to walk into town because it's only three miles. So I just... Yeah. It, I had a... It was it was calmer and quieter just to walk in. I know, love. I well, we're all walking now. With the, I don't go on a bus at the moment. How are you doing with all the lockdown in Worcester? Is it affecting you, or what's going on, love? It's very, very interesting. My husband has seen mm. summer in England for the first time in fifty years because <laughs> he's a yeah. touring musician. Uh, yeah. I feel I've got to know him because it's really, we've never had enough time together to really know mm. our foibles and mm. boy is he a control freak <laughs> um, boy is he got foibles yeah well i mean it's just so interesting i have never been busier everyone is coming to me to do work for free i don't know if it's the oh. same for you Yes, love, everybody wants something for now. But listen, it's all right to do it for a bit, but not all the pigging time. We're clever, but we can't live on fresh air. I've had six months of it. I'm starting to oh, feel dear. as though I am oh. in prison. But I'm not oh. complaining. Our home is beautiful. Our um, garden has never looked so fabulous. Uh, so it's good. I keep thinking it's like yin and yang, fen and shui, start skiing a hutch, all this. There's been good things and bad things about it, Toya. But before we go any further, because I want to talk to you about all this stuff with foibles and any DIY you've been doing. I know that you, and I know your record company will want to make sure we've mentioned this. You've got... You've got this album coming up. It's a lovely title, Sheep Farming in Barnet. Why have you called it that? It's lovely. It's, it came out in 1979. It, oh, it's right. A, it's a re-release. The, the, whole, the whole of my back catalogue is available in shops um, as of right. January. So th this is the very first album I ever released. And it became very famous because it was featured on Shoestring with Trevor Eve. And I played a oh, character, a, a girl that. in a band, 
and they featured yeah. all the music on uh, this particular episode. Right now, I remember Trevor Even, I remember Shoestring. He was a he was a wasn't he like a detective look. That's it, detective in it. Western Supermare of all places. <laughs> I, I think we need we need more detective stories around the world on Netflix from Western Supermare. We absolutely do. Home of home of trouble, home well, of intrigue. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Western Supermare. My father I you went. You said Kings Heath. You were Kings ah, Heath. but my father went to see uh, End of the Pier show when he got back oh. from the war, and my mother was a dancer that opened the act, ah. and they fell in love, and thus the Wilcox family were born. I tell you what, I love End of the Pier shows, and I was thinking, you know, with all this um, outdoor entertainment having to come back, would they bring back beach shows, pier shows? I think that, well, they should. A, a resurgence, got, you know what I mean, love? You know, you've got to pay people. This is the problem. I, I know, Tommy. <laughs> I, I, I did, um, last week I did a, a Deezer's Drive-In Cinema um, at the Drive-In London. It was gorgeous. The sun shone until it went down on the horizon. It was Go absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and I opened it. it. They were showing concerts of Madonna, David Bowie, Stevie Nicks and Prince. And this was to raise money for musicians and technicians who haven't been able mm. to work for the six months. So when you mm. talk about performing outside, I mean, I'm up for performing anywhere. But yeah. you've got to remember... Everyone from the person that cleans the venue to the person that puts the stage up to the actual artist has got to be paid. I'm absolutely with you, Toya. Do you think you've always had this feeling that we should all get paid? Because a lot of you're like <laughs> yes. me. A lot I have, but a lot of people think, oh, why don't you do it for nothing? Because we're women. We're women. Oh, right. Okay. So you think your husband is a good fella. He's got his foibles, as we know. But as you think you've been asked to do stuff for for free more times than your husband does oh that's such a good question we're now getting into the the argument of inequality of payment my husband he knows he really loves my husband husband earns i would say um at least 50 times more than i do and i work 50 times more than he does that is just you know what it is and I, I find yeah. that um, being a woman in the music industry, you have to be available. You have to um, be able to, well, just be there. And at that point, it's not about money. It's about um, profile and being seen. And I, I'm, fit, I'm 62 and I still feel I have to prove myself. So it's a big, yeah, big, know. you know, that's a big quandary you're talking about there. Yeah, and but you know what? Because I do think all life's yin and yang and all that. Because you're 62 and you look bell, do you think it's keeping you fit and on the ball? Oh, yeah. Still yeah, because you've got to keep going, haven't you, Toya Love? Do you know what I mean? We've still got to so much to prove. Maybe yes. a bit. Maybe, do you know what I mean? We think, I've got to keep going at any minute now. It could all happen. <laughs> that kind of feeling. Uh, yeah, any minute I am going to be discovered. That's right. So my hair better be all right. And I've been doing cold water swimming, Toya. Have you ever tried it? Well, I live on the River Avon and I don't want to try it. I avoid it every day. Oh, right. Why do you avoid it? Why, love? Uh, well, it just scares me in case I get swept away. Right, now I've been going in the Avon. Well, I've been going in there. Well, I don't. Vera drives me. And I went in yesterday, love. What was it like? It's flooded. 
It was very high. Why? Yeah, that's true, that is. Why was it? Ah, because I, I said to Vera, it's well, a lot higher than it usually is. How come you're still alive? You don't stay in for very long, I'll tell you that for nothing. But it's very good for you, honestly. Well, I believe that. Uh, did you swallow any of the water? No, but sometimes people go past in boats and go, we wouldn't swim in it, we know what goes in it, which I think is them pooing in it. I don't mean in a bad way, but emptying the thing, which they shouldn't yeah. do. Toya. But you, you do know that fish and sheep and swans and ducks all poo in it. Yeah, I know. I know about that. But that seems sort of natural. i tell you what I've been very interested in, because you've used that word sheep, and the, the, the album, the remastered album is called sheep farming in barnet and this i've noticed this when i've been going on and you know from king's heath all the sheep stay in one direction don't they so say a sheep is lying down every every sheep's lying down say one sheep's looking to the left they're all looking to the, have you noticed that about sheep i have noticed that i've got a lot of sheep opposite right. me in the field and they they well it's herd that they're, they're a herd community but they do trust each other they they when the feed oh. comes out they're all there but they i just watched a wonderful film the other day of a sheep that discovered a trampoline and, it, <laughs> and it's actually worked out how to use the trampoline so oh. i think sheep are clever because they pretend to be stupid and they're not how lovely i'd like to see that so it's all jumping up and down on a trampoline it, it's worked out what to do just put sheep on a trampoline into google well i'm going to and i'll tell you what all my listeners and we've got people in new zealand and everything look they'll all i bet after this they'll all be putting sheep in a trampoline but also google this remastered album by toya and you're doing a, what a twitter watch party Tim, what tell us about that, love? What's that? That, that was last Saturday. Uh, Tim Burgess of uh, wow. the Charlatans runs these wonderful listening parties. So they played mm. the whole album, and and I tweeted all the way through the album, <laughs> and it had such a huge reaction. It it was one of the biggest albums of 81 and at the end of that year i played drury lane to oh, um, on really? bbc so that was broadcast to 12 million people so this mm. is a big album and it was fantastic so many people have great memories from meeting their future spouses from getting chucked out of school for dyeing their hair pink for just being in <laughs> trouble with the mum for coming to see me in concert when they should have been studying for their o levels all of that now, talking about kids, and you mentioned kids turning up in the cars and stuff to watch you doing the outdoor performance. I feel very sorry for young people with all this lockdown stuff, don't you? I feel yeah, sorry for them Because at that anyway. age, oh, go on. Why do you do that, love? I because we didn't have to pay for our education. I, I don't know how old you are, but I didn't have to pay. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be a politician, but I know what I believe in. And no child that is growing up to be a taxpayer should pay for their education. And if we can find all this money today to fund, you know, everyone in furlough, which is deserved. But, you know, why can't we find the money to fund the N NHS and fund future taxpayers education? It it's drives funny, me yeah. mad. Yeah, it, it was all that. There's no uh, magic money tree. Then suddenly they found loads behind the back, behind the, uh, the back of the settee, didn't they? I have no it was idea all, it was all, it. we all went, oh, hang on a minute. We can shut down all the schools. We can, you know, plough your own furlough. We'll pay you for that. Who do we owe the money to, Toya? We owe it to somebody. Who is well, it? 
let's hope it's Philip Green and uh, a, a, few, <laughs> a few other billionaires. I hope it's Phil Green. He's a nuisance, isn't he? We awful treatment with the BHSS people. Awful that Philip Green. So maybe, t I think you're like me, you like things to be fair for people. Maybe there's a way, after all this, that things will get better. There was a moment when I looked out my window and I thought, saw the birds, like you're saying with your husband, he's seen it, what a lovely summer. Our summer's been beautiful, I think. And the birds, and went back to nature, which you are anyway where you're living. And I thought, maybe we can have a different way of life. Maybe this will all make things different for us. Do you think there's any hope of us living a better life? Like you're saying with kids, not having to pay for education, Toya. I think it's a learning curve. I don't want another six months in the same house with my husband, though. <laughs> right. How can we help each other? I'm the same with my husband. Does he do crosswords? No. What's he doing? He shuts himself in his study and comes out when he wants to be fed. All right. I mean, he's a wonderful, wonderful man. I just... Uh, I want... red. Take that as red. I, I'm, I'm a vagabond. I want to be out there travelling, singing, ah. seeing places. All right. So you have a more of a... You see, I think this is often what men and women are like. The women have got more of this vagabond, you know, let's get on the back of a cart and go and put a show on somewhere. Yes. The fellas are saying, when's me tea? When are we, what are we having for dinner? So I do think I've got a sitcom called Mrs. Barbara Nice, which they are repeating on Radio 4 Extra at the moment, which I was very glad about. You know, when you've done something good and then you think, oh, nobody will ever hear it again. And then they bring it out a bit, and I was thinking, oh, smash him. So, and it's all about me and my husband, Ken, and the way that Barbara, Barbara and Ken have just retired. And Barbara's wanting to do loads of things, but he doesn't want to do them. And I think that is typical, really. It sounds like my marriage. Yeah. Why don't you come wild swimming with me and um, Vera? Well, they probably would. I'm going with my hairdresser of 50 years. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Sorry. And my husband, who will need feeding. All right, well, he probably won't want to come in. It's usually women that do it, which, again, I think fits in with this thing of uh, this spirit of adventure. And Vera, we only stayed in for a couple of minutes yesterday because it was freezing. But we both said, me and Vera, it's made us feel alive. What, swimming? Yeah, in that water, yeah. <laughs> I just, I cannot believe. Do you go in? This, it's a fisherman's place, and actually this fella yesterday, because we always say to the fishermen, if there's one there, do you mind if we go in? And today this fellow said, yesterday, he said, yes, I do. But that water, that water is moving so fast. We've had five days of rain. I can't believe you did it. You see, right, that's what I didn't realise why it was so high. I didn't say to Vera, it's a bit higher, love. Are you sure he wasn't saying, no, lass, don't go in, you might be washed away? I prefer oh, you might... don't go in. We might have been being helpful. <laughs> We're going to definitely have to meet up. Brilliant to talk to you, Toya. So, anything else you want to say? I've, I've enjoyed myself having an early morning laugh. I think laughing's good for you as much as anything, do you? Oh, laughing, it's better than everything else. I was going to say it's better than sex, but I know I'll be quoted. I just think <laughs> laughing, laughing is almost as nice as eating chocolate. <laughs> It's brilliant. I feel better for it already. <laughs> so you, you're still, of course, working hard, and I've been working hard all through. I think I think it's like what you're saying about women. You just have to think, I better get on with it. It's, it's literally sink or swim, isn't it? 
Well, I suppose at the age of 62, if I don't get on with it, I'm really going to miss the boat. At the moment, I'm, yeah. doing my I'm doing my next solo album, which lockdown is perfect for because I can just get on and do it. And I can write in relative peace because normally, and I bet you're the same, I'm in the car about eight hours a day going to venues. So it's oh, allowed yeah. me to be really, really creative. And that for me is, is a really kind of good side you know as you say this time has good and bad but having the time to just find myself creatively has been really good i think it's brilliant you've said that because i've spoken to a lot of artists and one of the themes of these my chats with people has been creativity and some people said oh i've not felt i think i ought to be being creative but i haven't felt like it whereas you've done it i think it's brilliant and like you like you're saying i I don't drive actually, but I have spent hours and hours on public transport, buses, coaches, trains, going up and down the country and to be doing my work, gigging, you know, and to be at home. I like that to you. I don't like all the travel. You might like, do you like, I like being somewhere different and I like being with other people, but I don't like being knackered all the time and coming home and seeing your garden and thinking, oh, can't, I'm can't do my garden well it's the carrying no. isn't it if you're carrying stuff in and no. out of yeah. venues in and out of hotels i i love my car because as soon as i get in the car and i've done the gig the silence is beautiful and i can just enjoy the moment of that concert that's just happened and i miss that magical little bubble as i drive through the night that that for me is my favorite part of the day Oh, I think it's interesting different things we miss. I'll tell you what I properly miss. I was watching, uh, do you ever watch Talking Pictures on the on the telly? All the time. It was on it's an brilliant. hour ago. Toya, I love it. And there was one, I love, I love anything that's set in the theatre, you know, a show business story. And I can't remember what film it was, but it was a good, and had some very good actors in it. Oh, you know, thinking, oh, he's in it, she's in it. What a film, brilliant. And uh, there was a scene in backstage, you know, in the green room, in the dressing room, actually, it was. And I suddenly thought, I'm missing being in a dressing room. Yeah. You know, with other acts. I love acting. I know you do acting and all. You know, that feeling of being in a room with people and standing backstage. On stage is all right, but backstage is magical. I miss that, I think, the backstage bit. Well, I, you know. I agree. Um, performers are very observational. They'll tell you things in the green room that you see every day, mm. but you don't realise. Mm. Uh, with, with talking pictures, I was on in lockdown in Quatermass. So ah. it was, and I watch it because I've worked with virtually everyone on it. I've worked with um, Sir John Mills, Laurence Olivier, Richard God, Johnson, like... who was on last night. So oh. I watch it and I think, oh my goodness, when I was 19, I worked with these people. Oh, what a brilliant career and life you've had. But when you was a, you know, the lovely kid and lovely girl, I love the idea of you walking into Birmingham, smashing spirited girl. Did you have any idea that you'd meet all these fantastic icons, these great people? I was determined to meet them, but I wasn't confident that I, that I ever would. Something just miraculously changed around the time I was 18 and people just started to see me for the first time. I was at the Birmingham Rep Drama School and I, right. I, wasn't, I wasn't very honed, very much a rough diamond, but someone spotted me and they thought, that girl is for TV. And I ended up 
at the National Theatre by the age of 18 and doing these amazing films with really big stars. Uh, and then music took off. So I, I consider the, the years between 18 and 25 as if an angel was on my shoulder, just pointing in the right direction. It was quite magical. I love this expression that suddenly somebody saw me. And I think that's so what we all need these mentors, don't we? And that's why things like kids going to drama school, kids going to, you know, Midland Arts Centre. Adrian Lester is a brilliant actor. He started off at Mac and somebody helped him there. <clears throat> so we worry a bit about kids not being able to go and kick off on their careers at the moment because they're all being kept away from each other. We need these art places, don't we, for people to to mingle with older people who know what they're talking about and go, hey, you're good you are, and I'm going to help you. you oh, also, lovely. You also need the culture of kids going out and physically meeting other kids. Yes, so, darling. Uh, yes. Those with talent are because they go out and do exactly that. They walk onto every karaoke stage. They walk onto every platform in a, in a bar. They, they actually do what they're dreaming of doing no matter where they are they physically do it and there's nothing like the physicality of experience experiencing an audience literally two feet away from you that's what teaches you more than anything so i agree about the art centers but i think if you are going to live via social media you really need to get out there and meet people face to face you couldn't you agree with you more you trust human yeah. beings more by doing that and also, Toya, is that when you talked about the audience, I think it's the audience tells you you're good as well, don't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. The audience go, we like you. And I think they guide you and they sort of, it's like a game of hot and cold with an audience. They kind of egg you on. And if they, you're doing something they like, they become more behind you. And, they, and if you go away from that, they, they go turn off a bit. They make you, they form you really an audience. So have you, have you ever had an audience member who's had a running conversation with you right through the show? Little bits, but it, um, not much. Why have you? Yes. I, <laughs> when I do rock clubs and there's no crash barrier, and I don't really need crash barriers, but sometimes stages are no higher than two foot. And I'm only about four foot eleven, so I, people are literally—you can feel their breath—and they're saying, "Oh, that dress is nice. Oh, look at that lipstick. What colour is that lipstick?" And you're singing, nice. and and you all you can hear is them. Oh gosh, I like your shoes. And uh, <laughs> what what are you doing after? And you, you bang in the middle of a song. It's very good of you to keep your concentration. I think it would. I would say summit. Don't you ever stop and say Marks and Spencers or? Well, I do sometimes, but if I if I veer off a lyric, I'm not I'm not going to go back to that lyric. I'll never find it again. <laughs> do you think they're trying to put you off or not? Is no, they can't help it. No, I think they're just being friendly. They're being them. Oh, how lovely to you. Do you have? Do you? You I bet you do. I know the answer to this. Have you got sort of super fans who's folly everywhere? We do have super fans. Uh, they have, you've got to remember, it's expensive to follow someone everywhere. Mm. And I, I bet you're the same as me. My gigs, I have no 
geographical sense whatsoever. I could be in Inverness um, one day and Brighton the other and then back up to Aberdeen. So my super fans need a lot of money to follow me. <laughs> I've got one called Deborah. I always think, oh, Deborah won't come in. I look down, she says, I go, piggy neck, it's Deborah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> It's nice, yeah, you don't feel alone. You can feel quite alone, but maybe you don't feel so much. Because when I'm doing stuff, it's just usually me on my own. But you're with a band mostly, are you? That's really hard being on your own like that. Yes, it is, love, yeah. Uh, I'm with, I've got four band members and they they drive me mad. The same way my husband does is that they always want feeding. And when I <laughs> when I get to a venue, all that matters is the show, the music, the audience. That's all that matters. And I don't go to, to work or I, the reason I'm a singer is not because I want to feed someone when I get to work. So it's, that's actually one of my biggest bugbears in life. <laughs> what a shame. So you'd be better off with me, love, if we just set up. Just, I wouldn't be bothered about that. I like this idea of it's the audience that matters. I'm all for the audience. I'm all oh, for the God, audience. they matter so much. They've paid so much money to see you. They are all that matters. They I are absolutely you. the most special people in the world once you walk on that stage. And I'm really passionate about that. Uh, so, you know, I'm so protective towards the audience. I'm glad you are. I'm the same. I, t I do things with my audience, like take them out to play What's the Time, Mr. Wolf. Oh, how do you play that? Call your audience, Toya. Sometimes I have given high-vis jackets to people so they don't get run over. Say, are we going out now for a game of What's the Time, Mr. Wolf? So I'm the wolf and the audience follow me. So they go, what's the time, Mr. Wolf? And I turn around, they freeze, and I go, one o'clock. And then they follow me again. And that carries on till I say dinner time. Then I run after them because I'm going to catch one of them. I'm having for my dinner. And people do get frightened to you. <laughs> How old are your audience? You are very. Some of them are very old. Some of them have not run for years. Some of them are younger. One of the things I like about my audience, and I think you might be the same, it's very varied. So young kids really like me. I've got a lot of young lads and other lads like me quite a lot. And then there's older women, younger women, a variety of people. I welcome everybody. I'm very inclusive. I think it's important. I call them fobs, friend of Barbara. That's nice. I like that. Mine would be fots. Yeah, that's right. Friends of Toya. <laughs> Hello, Fox. <laughs> yeah, you can use it. Love. And as I say, I taught Toya that, Fox. And maybe you see, uh, who else could we have? Uh, they could always say friends of, think of somebody else. Madonna, Fom. Friends of That's Madonna. That's good. That's good. Do, do we know a dick, a fod? <laughs> a fod. <laughs> friends of dicks. I can't think of a, I can't think of a, a good solo How, artist. God, a, a, a ratio Dickinson. Friends of oh, food. Very good. No, friends of food. No. Hello, I'm... what? You're, you're doing very well. Listen, you should be doing word searches, Toya. No, I'm so dyslexic. It's not a good idea. <laughs> Are you? Oh, well, you're yeah. a brilliant talker. You didn't, you, you didn't hear um, Fluella Benjamin on Desert Island Dis, did you? Oh, I love Fluella. No, Please. I didn't hear it, but I love it. I want, I want you to listen to it because Foffs, friends of Fluellas, I think they're very special people. And it's a very moving. Thing that she's fantastic. Have you met her? I bet you have met her, haven't you? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, God, all right. Now, you've met, you've met them blinking all in that. I think, she, is she as nice as she seems? She seems wonderful. Well, uh, used to organise the Woman of the Year event in October's uh, oh, the, the right. Savoy. So, I mean, she's just one of these phenomenal women who does everything and does it really well and does it without an inch or a speck of scandal. That woman is as pure as a saint. She is phenomenal. She comes over as that. Listen, how about me, you, your hairdresser friend, Fluella, Vera... All going swimming in the Avon, say a week on Tuesday, a week on Monday. I have a terrible feeling only three of us will come back. <laughs> Which three? I don't <laughs> think I don't think my hairdresser would make it. <laughs> so it's me. I'd come back. Vera would. <laughs> you think Florella's going down as well? Well, if she's got, well, uh, fair enough. We'll have to ask her. <laughs> you've made me laugh. You better go because you've got ITN and everybody to talk to today. You've been part of the Birmingham Comedy Festival as well as having a chat with me. So thank you very much. We've had a laugh, haven't we? Yes, it's been wonderful. And I, I hope to get to see you soon. The ever the swim. Lovely. Bring, bring some warm clothes and a woolly hat. I'm going to bring a wetsuit. Oh, no, no, no. You've got to go skin on skin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll, bring, I'll bring my favourite young man then. Yeah, all right. <laughs> good luck. Have a good luck making your husband's tea tonight. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> You've been lovely. Take care. Sorry. Take care. Safe journeys. As you, darling. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well. <laughs> Paul, didn't we laugh? Is she a nice girl? I can't understand why I've never met her before. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go swimming, which will, of course, will be in on Monday afternoon after she's been having her dinner in the restaurant. <laughs> Funny because I do know those places and I go past them. In life, I'll tell you what I've learned today. Every, every day is a learning day. I loved it for a start off when she said, you know, when you're backstage with artists, because they see, I think this is true, this is, because they see things from a different point of view, they bring different ideas in. So I thought that was really, really lovely. And what today's reminded me of again, it's a very small world and our paths are crossing very close to each other and we don't even begin realise. And just, oh, let's don't let things get us down. I know there's a lot to be thinking about and to be aware of, don't let it take all our fun away from us. There's so much fun to be had. It can be, yeah. I, she's reminded me of that, Toya. Very hard-working girl, and she's she did a credit, I think. Lovely yeah. girl. Did you, were you struck by how she's very vibrant and hard-working, isn't she? Yeah, it's a lesson that, you know, you see someone, you think Toya Wilcox, she's made it, she's a big star, and she still <laughs> thinks, she still she's... thinks that she needs to be discovered. Everybody thinks that, and I, I yeah, when... And I know exactly what she means. You've got to keep yourself in a good position mm -hmm. of fitness. That's why mm -hmm. I'm going cold water swimming. Because <laughs> any minute now, I might get discovered. <laughs> it feels like that, Paul. Yeah. That's why everybody's waiting to be discovered. You'd, you'd but Paul McCartney, a bit of... Yeah, but, but Paul McCartney's still oh, waiting. Yeah. 
I and I was listening to um, a big fan because like Kurt Toy was talking about with all the people that she met, John Mills and all those kind of people. I thought plinking at Toy, picking at, and I have met a few times over the years Nicholas Parsons, who oh. of course there was a thing like years died in January so there's something on the radio about him absolutely picking brilliant and Paul Merton was saying on the radio and if you're interested I'm sure you can get all this on catch up or listen again or didn't I hear this yesterday why am I listening to it again you know that kind of thing um oh oh no and at 94 I'd got in touch with Nicholas Parsons agent am I there sorry you just, you just started Hello? just pause for a bit I think this it's just catching up Start, start the oh, Nicholas Parsons say. thing again, then it'll be all right. Okay, so that Nicholas Parsons, at 94, according to Paul Merton, had got in touch with his agent, Nicholas Parsons, got in touch with his own agent, and said, I'm thinking of changing agents because you're not getting me the kind of work I want. <laughs> Which I really think proves what we're talking about. We never feel that we've got more, we've, and we should think this actually, we've got more in us. Hmm. I want everybody listening to this now, wherever you are, just to think, I've got more in me. I have got more in me. Oh, oh it's buoyed me up. And I want to say thank you very much to Dave Freak from Birmingham Comedy Festival for making this happen. I mean, we've had lo loads of lovely guests, but they're usually people I've already met. I mean you know the clues in the title Barbara Nice and Friends so I say to Paul oh I work with this person or I met him on a bus and I liked him or <laughs> you know I'm just walking up the road and I stood next to him in the bakers I've never met Toya uh, but it just proves to proves to me that you can be friends with people you've never met oh lovely so thank you very much Dave Freak for organizing this for Birmingham comedy festival which has been very successful online and hopefully we'll be coming back like Toya was saying face to face with audiences so they can have running commentaries about oh where do you get your tights from how are you walking in them shoes uh, it's out of America's vein I can see and these are all things that come I want to say to me uh, live up live and local so thank you Birmingham Comedy Festival thank you to the great Toya Wilcox what a great entertainer you know, one of our proper artists. And I can't wait for the six of us, Fluella Benjamin, me, Toya, Toya's hairdresser, and Lira. Which, does that bring us back? Is that five? We do <laughs> one more. Do you want to come, Paul? Six? <laughs> the swimming six. But only three will come back. Put <laughs> your bets on here. Which three will come back? Absolutely lovely. Thanks, Paul. Boyed me up for the day. I'll come on I'll the lifeboat. I'll with her husband. Call the, you could be the lifeboat. You could be, <laughs> you could be um, with a, what do you have with your checkered flag? You have the checkered yeah, flag telling us when to go in and come exactly. out. Or just wave your shoes. <laughs> All right, love. It's been lovely. Thank you very much to everybody, to Toya. And don't forget about that um, album she's got. Yep, that's, well, Sheep Farming in Barnet. Oh, yeah, Sheep Farming in Barnet. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds pigging brilliant. All right, over and out, Barbara Nice. Barbara's in Streisand, nice as in the biscuit. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.